Welcome back to the Eclectic Collection. Today's episode two, known as Titan. So several years ago, there was a very popular restaurant. It actually stood for quite some time, but it wasn't without its own troubles. And for years, the restaurant sat up on a hill on a major road in southeastern Pennsylvania, and it was frequented by tons and tons of people. But every guest that ever ate there always said that despite the immense popularity of the family, the chefs there, the food, and it had been owned for years and years and generations of the same Italian family, um, there was complaints about different paranormal activities that were going on while people were eating. Sometimes the table would shake. Sometimes glasses would knock over. Bottles of wine would randomly drop to the floor. You'd hear footsteps or the chandelier above would shake. Um, people would complain that they felt cold or their food came out completely different than they had ordered. And although it was part novelty, part annoyance, the owners just sort of went with it. And it was always one of those interesting places to visit because of the problems. And yet they compensated with a great personality and food. So people went back time and again. Some people actually went to visit on purpose and have dinner there because of the events that would always allegedly take place. The reasoning behind this was supposedly the legend of Lady Lydia. So the restaurant sat on a plot of land that had a large house. And the homestead that was from, I believe, the 1700s, but not sure, don't quote me on that, had a main bedroom, the master actually, on the piece of land that would ultimately become the main dining room. It was a rather large plot of land and a rather large piece of uh, ground outside, but the internal schematics of the restaurant were big and subdivided. However, the way the main dining room laid out happened to coincide with the exact master bedroom plan of Lady Lydia. Legend has it she was the one haunting everybody and the only ghost, if you will, left to survive. The problem was that she was angered because it is said that in a bedroom you should never have food or guests of a social nature. And at the time, we presume that it was the uh, leftovers from the Victorian era or potentially uh, puritanical roots, we're not sure. The reason that Lady Lydia would get so angered was that there were tons of guests and socialization happening in what was her bedroom. And you were never supposed to eat in a bedroom, an actual sit-down meal and have a table. It's just a superstition and that's all that they could ever come up with. So this goes on, things get worse. And over the span of about 20 years, things started to get to a fever pitch with the uh, happenings that were getting dicey at the restaurant. Knives started to fall. A couple people got cut. Uh, there were some flying forks. Uh, a few situations where they had uh, 
light bulbs explode. Um, screws and bolts and nuts started to appear in the toilets of the restrooms. After a while, more patrons became suspect of the anger level that was happening with the paranormal visitor. The Paranormal Society was contacted, Ghost Hunters Alliances came around from Philadelphia, and people started doing spectral analyzations and EVPs and all sorts of uh, attempts to see evidence. And at that point, a couple orbs here and there, a few uh, notable get-outs in whispers, but nothing actually confirmed and nothing that people would not dismiss as a hoax or skeptical uh, individuals. Eventually, the family's uh, patriarch decided to retire. He had been in the restaurant business for a long time. His children were content to sell the business. They weren't going to take it over as originally thought, mainly because of the difficulties that they were having. So they had a deal worked out with another restaurateur to sell the entire business along with its very successful side catering company and all the land behind it, which was significant. They agreed with the caveat that one back lot get dug up and a foundation poured for a new building and that they would change the name. Everyone was fine with it. All parties consented. Once the restaurant closed, promising that within a few months it would reopen under new management as a rebranded facility, the new owners would stay on site along with the old owners to be able to oversee some of the projects happening in construction. The new owners had a German shepherd named Titan. He was large, very pretty marks, black and brown, fierce. And although he could look and be gentle, he was a guard dog. He protected the family at all costs and sat very loyally by the new owner. Almost always he could be found there. Titan would wander around, check out the construction site, and always hop back in the car or get into the new building while it was being built. A few days later, the foundation was to be poured for the new building. In order to do this, an earth mover came with lots of big machinery to take out a chunk of land and move dirt into another pile so that the concrete could be accepted. The old owners, having done all of the paperwork, essentially were able to leave at that point and wished good luck to the new owners. The new owners had a trailer put on site because they were very hands-on and frequented coming and going during construction, even staying late into the night sometimes, but usually returning to their home. The night that the trench was to be dug for the foundation, um, two people were put on site to make sure everything went smoothly. You could call them guards, but they technically weren't in security. 
all the earth was dug around 5 p.m. Huge hole getting ready for 6 o'clock a.m. pour. The next day, the new owners come back around 8 a.m. to find that all the construction guys were completely stumped and removing again the earth that had been removed the night before. Turns out the gigantic hole that was dug was completely filled in at 6 a.m. There was no person and there was no equipment being moved throughout the night. No reason why, but all the earth was moved back into the hole. So when they got there, they had to re-remove the dirt. Obviously, this upset the new owners. They asked what happened. Nobody had an explanation. And they were short on patience at this point because they had heard all about the alleged paranormal activity but really didn't believe it and weren't using it as an excuse. They reschedule for a pouring the next day. And this time, the owner decides he's going to put up cameras to see exactly what was going on, convinced that there was some hoax at play or vandalism of nearby people wanting to keep the ghost spirit alive. So that night, an expensive system is set up, two actual guards put on the scene, and the earth had been moved, cordoned off, and they were ready for concrete pour the following day at 8 a.m. When the owners returned the next morning with the entire construction crew, again, the earth had been put back into the hole that was now dug a second time with no explanation. They checked the footage. There's absolutely nothing happening for hours. Just an empty hole being filmed. Suddenly, around 3 a.m., there's a blackout of just white noise and fuzz in the tape and then time jump to approximately 6 a.m. where the picture returns, there's no noise, no people, the hole is filled, all the earth back where it was removed from. And the two guards that were asked to stay, one claimed to have fallen asleep, the other one said he heard and saw nothing and when checked on the hole throughout the evening, never saw any movement, people, at all. Beyond angered, now a third time, the new owners decided they're going to keep the cameras, double the guards, and stay in the trailer on the premises. However, there was, in the original restaurant that remained, an upper level that had an old apartment in it. It had been unused and was on the second story. No one ever went up there. So the owner and his dog Titan decided to stay in the second level of the original restaurant just that night so that he could stay awake and oversee the finality of the concrete pouring that next day. As the new owner walked upstairs to the second story apartment, he laid a sleeping bag on a dusty floor and opened the window so that he could look out 
directly onto the plot of land in question. Dug now a third time, waiting for a 6 a.m. concrete pour again. This time, the owner had brought himself a book to read and a shotgun. He stared for hours out the window, reading his book, waiting for something to happen, almost daring something to go wrong. And it was quiet for a long time. Guards kept circling, the film kept processing, but nothing. After midnight, everything still seemed quiet. He was attentive with some coffee and determined to stay awake to watch exactly what was going on. Until approximately close to three, suddenly some noise started to occur on the ground floor of the restaurant. The dog, Titan, perked up, sat up on his haunches, started staring into what seemed like nothing and growling fiercely. The owner walked to the window, suspect that Titan had seen someone outside trying to mess with the land that had previously been contaminated, but it was towards the door to the upper level apartment that Titan was staring. The owner, brandishing the shotgun, putting the book down, looked outside the window, screaming into nothingness, you better leave this property. I'm sick of the hoax. I'm going to move in and build this building with or without you. No one answered. Guards came rushing. People went to look. Still nothing on the tape. But the dog, Titan, was firmly fixed on the door behind him. With about three minutes more time, a set of footsteps begins to come up and closer and closer come to the door of the second floor apartment. The owner turns his attention toward the door, staring at nothing but the door, waiting with a louder footstep approaching. The owner turned around, looking at the door intently, walking up to the other side, pressed his ear against the door, and asked, who's there? No one answered, just louder knocking and heavier footsteps, until they suddenly stopped, tightened now up against the door, growling, lots of drool seething out of his teeth, pinched ears, and a very smug snout. The owner listened against the door to the footsteps getting louder and louder and closer. Who's there? I'll turn my dog loose on you. I have a shotgun. I mean it. I'll let the dog go. Still nothing. The footsteps got more and more intense, and eventually it sounded like it was right up on the door. Loud three banging knocks on the other side caused Titan to start growling, drooling, and scratching at the door. That's it. You're done. I'm letting my dog loose. The owner unlocked the door, twisted the doorknob, flung it open to darkness. There was nothing there. Titan took one look into the darkness as if seeing something that the owner could not. Yelped and ran top speed out the window of the second story apartment, plunging to his demise on the ground. My dog! The owner couldn't believe that Titan would do that. Animals don't take their own lives. He had to see something that scared him enough to want to run away at all costs. He raced down the stairs, out of the restaurant, and toward the guards, 
staring at Titan's body, lifeless. During that time, all of the dirt somehow was back in the hole. It was on no camera, captured in no one's view, but during this very brief commotion, the dirt was returned to the original hole. Being completely frustrated and now saddened by the loss of his dog, the new owner decided that he was just going to close the facility and leave it as a storage facility for the other restaurant supplies that he had in his very successful catering business and other restaurants. To this day, the facility remains untouched with the occasional comings and goings of some vans loading up equipment or taking down some linens and supplies, but never to have anyone eat there again, never have the restaurant open with livelihood in it again, and never to have any explanation further than the strange events that befell Lady Lydia for so many years. If you enjoyed my story, check out eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or follow me on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.